This is Gail Cook. And this is Kara Amy Maxfield. And this This is Permanent Filter. Hello. Welcome to Permanent Filter. This is Kara Amy Maxfield. And this is Gail Cook. Welcome, everyone. And the title of today's episode is Silent Places, Lively Voices. And this is when the two of us will discuss our fascination, nay, fixation with buildings and uh, places that are old, have a history, and have some excitement and possibly possibly haunted. haunted. (laughs) So Gail's going to start off with an experience that she had um, at a notorious place in Calgary. So I lived in Calgary for about... I want to say 17 years or a little more. And uh, there's a place called the Dean House. Mm. And it was built by Captain Richard Burton Dean, Mm. who I just found out Mm. was actually a Northwest Mounted Policeman, avid gardener, and a magician of things. Wow, what a renaissance man. I I know, he was also an actor. And an actor. RCMP and magician and... uh, Yes. And I think we would have liked him because he also collected recipes and he was a writer. So, I mean, you can't. All It's true. All the good ones are dead and have a house named after them. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, this is a historical place in Calgary mm-hmm. and they repurposed it uh, basically for, well, I went there for Christmas tea every year except for this year because, well. We all know the COVID. Yes. Um, So it was. uh, So it was. He lived there. It was his house. It it was was Dean's house. And then was it? um, it, Was it a private residence after he passed? Yes. And then was purchased, and now is. I'm not sure about the private private residence after he passed Mm -hmm. or before, but it was before obviously um anyways so they do they they have like place for tea and Mm. i'm assuming dinner Mm. um it's in inglewood okay in calgary Mm. and um they also did murder mysteries which i went to one and i have a story like oh my god let's hear this story (laughs) let's hear the story well first before you tell us tell us about like tell us a little tell tell me tell our audience a little bit about the house itself um what was it like inside oh it's like like an old-fashioned like one from like 1920s oh okay like very large Mm -hmm. two stories you know Mm -hmm. and uh yeah just super nice Mm. if you ever get to go if you ever want to go for tea Mm. that's the place to go okay Okay. and lunch Mm -hmm. right and breakfast. <laughs> and for many years you did so until this, yeah, this yeah, until precedent this year. setting the year. Hopefully okay. next year. Next year. Next um, year it'll all be better in every way. It better be. Because <laughs> I can't cope with much more. <laughs> I think many people are in the same. Oh, my God. When I heard a great thing about how we're all in the same sea, but not everyone's in the same boat. But yeah, I know, because some people in are in yachts, sea. and I'm kind of like in a dinghy and possibly leaky dinghy. There, so. there you go, possibly <laughs> leaky dinghy. But times, good times passed, and times, you know, things are going to be better in the future. Yeah. But you, so you, you go for tea every year. That was kind of a regular thing Yeah, for Christmas. You. For Christmas, I get my friends together. But anyways, oh, nice. this was actually, yeah, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. So mm-hmm. anyway, maybe next year we can go. We can you, go. You, you can join us yes we'll drive it down nice anyway so i was actually there for a murder mystery Mm -hmm. beverages may have been consumed okay i hear what you're saying wink wink so the dean house has a a a reputation of being haunted although they deny it heartily apparently they Mm. want to get away from that anyway they they genuinely want to get away it's not one of those yeah i think they do yeah yeah. okay anyway Uh, so we're in this murder mystery, and I have to go uh, to the washroom because mm-hmm. I may or may have not have consumed some milk log beverages. <laughs> and so I go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and I'm a little tipsy. Mm-hmm. I'm a cheap drunk, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so I'm, I'm, I get into the stall, yeah. and I turn around, and of course you have to lock the door behind you. Well, yeah. I swear to you, mm-hmm. I swear to god that the thing did it itself really yeah 
I like swear, the stall like the swap, the stall lock. Oh, like undid or locked. did locked it, locked itself, locked itself. I swear oh to God, God that happened. Like oh I was just like, I wasn't scared, and I was also like, is there somebody in this stall with me? Because I have oh. to go to the washroom. <laughs> so there was a concern for privacy. Dead or undead, you want to have your privacy. Like, you, yeah, what are you, you looking uh, at, Herbert? Get out, yeah. right? So it was almost the so way you're saying it was almost like it wasn't like the stall door closed. It was no, like I closed the stall, the stall door. door. It was about, and I swear, I swear wow. that it closed itself. Wow. I can't prove it. But I swear and that it did things it. Things are hard to prove. But so, what did you do? Did you end up doing your business? Absolutely. You Girls got to go. Girls got to go. <laughs> and as you say, you may or may not have consumed some beverages, so, so those were weighing heavy on but, your bladder. So, but yeah. I, I, I have no doubt what happened. But. Mm -hmm. Just hard call. So apparently there may or may not have been somebody in the stall while I went to the bathroom, but I had no shame. That so. just seems like it's such an invasion of privacy. Like when you hear about ghosts and things like you, well, I guess, you know, they can also get in your head, but you're just not imagining that they're going to actually be there while you're doing your business. You could argue mm -hmm. that whatever, whoever was there was just yeah. being helpful. That's true. That's true. They didn't lock me in. I no, could get out. No, no. So, like it was an extra pair of hands. Like, you know, so right? like, yeah. thank If they you, locked you but, in, that would but, be. like, get out. Like, imagine, okay, imagine if you were sitting in there and, or in the stall and, well, very few stalls have locks on the outside in bathrooms. Um, that, that would be very disturbing, a lock on the outside that of the That would stall. be, yeah. yeah. Just in general yeah, just terms. saying, like. So, so you made your way back then. Did so, you tell anybody else? No. Okay. Because the, just... the, the show was close to it. But I swear to God that happened. I swear it. Okay. I would swear I it on you. a Bible that I that happened. You. But again, I was drunk. So. Mm -hmm. So who. But yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure that. I, I don't know. There was something. Well, we be I believe you. And I speak for the listeners when I say that we we do believe you for this because it's like uh, oh you're the only one who can prove that but that's I, all the proof that I need is you know just that feeling and just sometimes you know within yourself you know your sobriety level you know your conscious your con like uh and like how it's not the say necessarily that you would like say when you're sleepy and people will be like you're half asleep and it's a dream within a dream mm -hmm. so tell me okay so you've had this experience at the dean house then so what is the attraction so this is a place that you come back for the ghosts for the for the cordial drinking uh sessions but well, I only had one drinking session. Jeez. But okay, I don't want to paint you as sort of something, uh, you know, more of a a, a luck you are actually are. <laughs> but um, but there's obviously something about the Dean House itself. So what what is there you enjoy going there for the for the teas? Oh, absolutely. And that and what what is there about the place? Because that's what we're exploring today. It's just the ambiance. The it's ambiance. a nice old okay. old place that mm -hmm. they've you know kept really well mm. and mm -hmm. well the, the food's delicious yeah so yeah. i mean mm. food right mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> so, yeah and i mean it's a really nice place to have friends over it was closed for actually a few mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. um for uh renovations so mm -hmm. we went to other places but dean house hands down favorite place that's um i've always felt that the most when people talk about a depressing building mm -hmm. to me it's rarely a building that's run down to me a depressing building I would define as a generic building so it could yeah. be like I find a lot of new buildings I find like to me the word condo automatically sets up a depressing like uh, no. yeah I see your eyes roll and a friend of mine is like she or she'd like basically like spits to ward off evil whenever yeah. she hears the words condo there's something about something that well you know as shelter sure you know cannot be besmirched i guess in terms of providing safe safe um clean shelter 
But there's something so devoid. It's like a person without any personality. Yeah, that's what no I see. It as. Like there's no personality. So many times when people like, isn't it interesting though? When people will talk about older houses, it's often used the word character, mm -hmm. which is a they very have... human yeah. term, right? Somebody has character. Yeah. Oh, they're very. They have a lot of personality. Or to me, something. No matter how luxurious, you know, no matter how large or how many sort of hot tubs and you know walk-in closets a place has or walk-in pantries, there's a certain soullessness. Another but, human word. So give me a tormented a, a, place. A word about condos. Mm -hmm. Did you know the first five letters of condominium mm -hmm. is condom? Mm. Just say. You know what? I see that. I see one is being more beneficial than others. Yes. <laughs> but as yeah. for the personality <laughs> aspects, I mean, you're mm. absolutely right. I have. Mm. We watch Alan, our my fiance Al and I watch um, a lot of YouTube videos on homes. Like mm. we're talking multi-million dollar homes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I really find, in my opinion, mm. that the more expensive house you get. No. The least soul it has, ah, the least personality it has. Uh, that's an and interesting I, correlation there. Even yeah. if I had, yeah. you know, won the lottery and won mm. seventy million dollars, mm. I would not want a ten million dollar house mm. because mm -hmm. honestly, it has no soul whatsoever. It has no personality. It's mm. just, it's just boring and it's just a shell. Just, a it's shell a shell. A it's like a. It's like a warehouse. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. And you know what I think of? It's interesting to use the word to warehouse because, you know, in these COVID times of isolation where there's a lot of people who are, you know, whether it's whether it's a business meeting, whether it's a personal meeting or whether you're watching something on YouTube or watching some talk show where people are doing interviews remotely. So you get a little peek into the life of like just a little assumption of... Um, in, into somebody else's world, mm -hmm. a celebrity or mm -hmm. somebody just somebody or somebody boring, even boring celebrity, and and you get a peek into their world and how often that world and I I am so judgmental, Gail, with this I really am not in terms of how luxurious the place is, but how soulful, like how interesting their background looks, right? So there's times where and and when you talk about a warehouse where there are people, mainly celebrities, where they're being interviewed from their home or one of their mm -hmm. homes and you can hear the echo and I'm thinking okay either get some get a smaller place well, get, why do you need 20 freaking rooms what, like, what, why? what do you need what do, what are you living in a cavern or a warehouse like all the charm like like it's something the size of like a, of a school gymnasium and all the charm of a hospital, like a mental it's institution sterile. waiting room. Totally sterile. Like, and you can just hear the echoes. And there's nothing, like you look around, there's nothing. There'll be the um, the couches, like the wraparound. They'll have the big electronics, right? But these islands of sterility. And you're thinking, you are a soulless person. And your living space reflects that. You're right, because... I, I think that um, the person's decor is a reflection on their on them mm -hmm. and yeah. who they are. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those people don't seem to have a personality. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it, yeah. like just judging from their homes. Yeah. It's like, yes, I have this artwork. Yes, mm -hmm. I have this it's lovely couch. And it's just like... The like, decorator is probably selected in the same I know. way stylist it's like, has selected their clothes. And it's their, just their like... Look. To me, over a certain price point, mm. just judging from these YouTube yeah. videos, I yeah. mean, it's just, uh, mm. I have money, look at all the space I have. Mm. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, but you also have no personality and mm. I feel bad for you. I think of, and, and you know what's interesting, and sort of speaking of judging people, like I had even more affection for a friend of mine who also has a big, oh, also has a big... Um, Sorry, that was out of that. Also has a big personality. Uh, no, has a big love, as we do, for older places. And he's also got the skills in order to fix up a lot of places to mm. do, uh, you know, to do renovations and such. And the appreciation for the history. And he's lived in two places that I'd love to stay, that I mm -hmm. love to stay mm -hmm. over, like times when I was staying over at his place and times when I was looking after his place when he was over, when he was in Iraq. 
And um, one of the places was out in actually in, um, it, well, it, one place was in Little Italy, mm -hmm. like in Little Italy and in Edmonton. And it was one, the house I think was built, it was before 1920, I think it was like 1915. And it was fascinating because, and I loved that place, he eventually sold it, but mm -hmm. he bought it for a very, uh, for, he got a great price on it and mm -hmm. he did need a lot of work. Um, but the thing is, is it was the details of the house right. that were so fascinating. Right. Like, okay, so for example, it was you, you actually like through the details of the house, you could kind of see the whole history of, um, sort of the social history, mm -hmm. like in, within the city. Right. So there was one part where there was the main staircase that was, he turned into like a separate apartment. Mm -hmm. And that was the grand staircase. So when you came in the front door, and this wasn't Ooh. a grand house by any means, but it was just a grand staircase and it had, you know, just sort of at the, the turn, the curve at the top, right? right? But there was also a staircase that was, had a door to it on the main. Now that was blocked off uh -huh. and he used it as a pantry with steps. Oh. So there was steps up and then had been, had been blocked off at some point right. before he purchased the place. But we figured out, we're like, Okay, that was obviously some form of a staircase. That would have been the servant staircase. Oh, so, which was far, so you could see just by the few steps remaining, was far steeper, far more of a grill, but they would have brought it up to upstairs to the dining room. Mm -hmm. So this was, they would have prepared in the kitchen on the main floor and then taken this up. But the yeah. people who were like, you know, just the guests would have come in on this lovely staircase, which was right. much easier to climb. Because in those days it was like, you weren't looking for efficiency in the kitchen. You certainly weren't looking at having your guests, oh, the way we do now, the way mm -hmm. I have in my place, where it's kind of like, come sit at the island or sit, right. you know, at, at the, the, the the bench there while I prepare. It would be like, no, keep that all out of our sight. Mm -hmm. But also in this house as well, too, there was like a very interestingly shaped, L-shaped bathroom that had a fireplace. It wasn't working at that time, but it... Um, you know, so it was just, um, um, or like ornamental, mm -hmm. but it, with a great mantle. And we were thinking, oh. well, why, why would you have a fireplace in the bathroom? Because when the house was originally built, there wouldn't have been an indoor bathroom. It had been carved out of the living room. So the fireplace would have been like, what was the bathroom was originally part of the front photos. parlor. Oh, I did like it was just a lovely and like not a particularly large house. Uh -huh. And then that's not even mentioning the, the spooky basement that had been used as a like a marijuana grow up uh, prior to, <laughs> but you know, still you know, great conditions for it. But pharmaceutical yeah, engineers, pharmacy, indeed, indeed, they were. So it's just like so there's that, um, um, you know so much interest and so much history he also lived prior to that lived in what was the oldest house in fort saskatchewan and just a glorious house with all of this beautiful architecture again got a very good price on it because it's an older place and everyone you know not everyone wants but people want like more of a modern home mm -hmm. but a beautiful sort of porch that spread that that stretched the entire okay. sort of length of the house um or the facade i should say of the house and then just the wonderful picture frames from the time where you have um, so that people would <laughs> in the time when, when people wanted to keep like a lot of the craftsmanship pristine, you would actually have he was explaining that you would actually hang your pictures from. Right. But you wouldn't be they would be displayed like almost on an easel. But they oh, would neat. be inserted into, like, the hanging, the frame into the picture frame along. Neat. You know, and the beautiful kind of, like, the cove ceilings and just, you know, like, the woodwork and everything. So incredible. But more important than that was just, like, the history of mm -hmm. the place. Like, yeah. So there's the very real history of a place being... Um, what was the soci what was the sociology of the times right right in terms of the place having servants or was it a place that it would be like was it a large family was it uh you know like a bachelor in this particular location right in apartments where i went to university in regina and there were a lot of places a lot of older places where we thought oh this is probably or we figured out that it was probably like bachelors coming to the big city right. in regina and they wouldn't they would probably eat out 
and they wouldn't need a large kitchen, but they would have a grand foyer and everything. And indeed, the apartments number of the apartments did. So, um, but there, there. So there's also the history built in, but there's also the invisible history too. Yeah. So it's just you like going back to the soulless condo where it's like, okay, somebody built this place for for us, or you're you know constructed for you. You're the first person to live in there. There's nothing there. There's no. nothing there. It's just empty. But these places have memories built mm -hmm. into the yeah. very foundation, and right? And it's like, it just adds to the charm and, you know, even a focal point for conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And whereas some houses just don't have it. <laughs> they just don't know. They don't have that. Um, they don't have that that sense of personality. There's there's a, there's a beauty to that, even as there's like it's like the whole thing with patina on wood, like the wearing down of things, like with antiques. Like mm -hmm. part of the reason that I find antiques so, um, you know, so so valuable, so so beautiful, is because of this whole kind of wearing down. Mm -hmm. There's the sense that this was a piece that has lasted through time. Mm -hmm. This isn't particle board that it's like, you know, hope there's not a stiff wind or if you have any, you know, if there's yeah. any flooding, you're in trouble. These were pieces and the beauty is in kind of like the wearing down because they still stood the test of time like these houses have. Right? Yeah, but you know, so, it's not all just houses that have personality, mm -hmm. like places like the Charles Kemsell Hospital. Oh, Do yes. That has personality um, and stories and as well. Story. Yeah. Um, yeah. As you know, the Charles Kemsell Hospital um, in, served, in Edmonton. In Edmonton, right? yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah. in Edmonton served as a hospital for treating treating Native Americans for tuberculosis. Oh, okay. um, it did start out as a Jesuit college for boys in 1913, which oh, okay. you know is that history for that. Mm -hmm. And um, it was bought by the American Army, no less, in oh, 1942. Really? Oh wow! Uh, the American the, Army. Yeah, during okay. the building of the Alaska Highway. Oh, so interesting. Because I was yeah. thinking, oh, was that were American soldiers doing training during the Second World War? But no, for the building of the Alaska Highway. Okay, yeah. interesting. And then it went back yeah. to the Canadian government in 1944. So mm. you know, I mean, it came back to Canadian ownership, which sure. you know is always good. And then yeah. uh, <laughs> I like that patriotically, which is always good. <laughs> but it's just like, but there was like a long period where or initially where it was used to, am I correct in this, treat tuberculosis patients, mm -hmm. right? And it was people actually flown down, like Inuit people. I, I, yeah, um, um, they were brought from, from all over Northern, Alberta. From North, Northern, Northern Alberta yeah. um, to, um, in order to re recover in this hospital. So that's and that was run the gamut. Like, yeah. Yeah, it went back to the Canadian government in 1944, and then okay. in 45 it was inspected and approved for the tuberculosis hospital. So, oh, okay. I mean, that is a lot of history mm -hmm. previously to that, yeah. and then it comes back into the the um, the tuberculosis hospital where they weren't very nice to people. Yeah, they're rough so. <laughs> institutions in just in general and indigenous people in particular did not uh, mm -hmm. a happy combination make and not to be not to make light of that but just it just institutions in in times past um and you know the thing is is sort of going a little bit into that area you have these places that there have been a lot of suffering in. So just like yeah. you have the homes where you have, and not that not the family homes were just a constant source of joy. There's of course, and like abuse and unhappiness and tragedy in homes. But in a lot of these institutions, there were a lot of like really sort of like a lot of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I just, it's just boggles my mind why people do that kind of, like, the things they did there, like, the sterilizations and stuff, and mm -hmm. it's just... Did that go on in the Charles Absolutely, it did. Oh, I didn't realize that. Absolutely. Okay. Um, in the 90s, the government of the Northwest Territory um, created a program to encourage mm -hmm. 19... As of the late 1990s, the government of the Northwest 
territories created a program to encourage sterilization victims to come forward and a settlement was offered by a case-by-case -case, um, basis. And this, so, they, so the people who were, who were uh, like abused in this way, were, were these strictly indigenous people or were these? It appears so from okay. what I can see okay. here. Yeah. Um, and they, not only sterilizations, mm. but research. Mm. So I don't know what kind of research but and mm. they and my god this place is horrid yeah. and it also <laughs> <laughs> oh you mean in terms of like experimenting on people i research uh, oh, i don't know well that's, what, that's uh, what other yeah. things that happen there mm. but i mean it's said that this place mm. is according to some mm. people is haunted and mm -hmm. I, that that would probably encourage places being haunted but, uh, um but oh my god like they just did horrid things so i mean it's an unhappy memory mm -hmm. yeah. for edmonton yeah um certainly not to be and significant that we don't forget it well the thing is in in, in here this also sort of leads itself to the whole reason to have a lot of these old buildings up because part of it is also a memorial as well too so there's places where for want of a better word, like bad things have occurred. Mm -hmm. You know, some of those things were outright, like some, some things that took place were part of what people, okay, people sincerely trying to do, um, uh, to do good in the time in which people's science doesn't, we don't know what we do today. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of not places necessarily people starting out other places where people are just mm -hmm. like i'm going to do evil or is it a matter of in hindsight we look onto that and think mm -hmm. oh how ghastly the idea of like forced sterilization sounds horrible like it is um, uh, um you know forced hysterectomies uh lobotomies at the same time i think that in having these places and maybe even like repurposing them for something like a museum, like some memorial, mm -hmm. is it says it recognizes the past because when we tear down those buildings, there's to a certain extent it's like let's just pave over history. Mm -hmm. Let's just if we don't have a building there where people ask, well, what was that building used for? And it's like, well, at, you know, there was it. Or people some just point forget it history. existed. People forget it exists. It exists. But there's something about architecture. It's just um, uh, somebody that I knew was himself an architect mm -hmm. had talked about the, the architecture being sort of art, like public art that is a living memorial mm -hmm. to a time and, and, and a place and, and a, way of, a way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So when we don't and we have it the very power of it unlike say museum pieces right so like even like with the argument with statues where it's mm -hmm. kind of like well do they need to be out there with their you know the people pass by every day and go oh this symbolizes a desire to turn back to segregation or a desire mm -hmm. to say yes you know there was a racial hierarchy or people believed in that mm -hmm. but the thing is is when you have a building that people have to pass, there has to be a certain reflection on things. Yeah. When that's torn down, it's just like there's the danger of forgetting. And yeah. that's not um that's not cool. That's not a good that's not a good thing overall. So a lot of these and I and I do believe that when you have these places where terrible things occurred, um there's something about that it's it's almost like embodied into the very marrow of the place exactly you know, and i mean maybe those those yeah. memories do literally haunt the place and maybe mm -hmm. those memories are just endemic to the place and and the people like whatever feelings and, mm. and experience happen there are trapped mm. there i don't know well that kind of goes back to um or touches on touches on to the notion of like hauntings and the whole idea mm -hmm. that if you believe and and I'm I'm open shall we say um, to belief in, in ghosts and hauntings that like the two types of hauntings mm -hmm. where one is uh, an interactive where sort of an angry or a, a spirit that can't rest 
interacts with a person or people. But then there's also one, as you know, as being said, it's it's almost like a film strip where mm -hmm. it's kind of like where something very traumatic, something so traumatic kind of almost pierces the space-time continuum uh -huh. um, pierces through time and is almost like a film strip where people who happen to be in that building where this very, you know, these very powerful, terrible things occurred um, are kind of witness to this over mm -hmm. and over. And another place that is would be like that is Danvers mm -hmm. State Hospital. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, like, because I do. that was that was no. also a terrible place where I think that if anything's going to be haunted, that place will be as well because of the memories and the actions that were performed there, right? Like the lobotomies and stuff. That's where they first. So Danvers Hospital is a place outside of in Massachusetts, outside of Boston in the States, in the U.S. And yes, it was one of a number of buildings known as the Kirkbride buildings, which are mm -hmm. Thomas Kirkbride would uh was in the middle of the 19th century would have been sort of the equivalent to what is now like the head of the american psychiatric association so mm -hmm. the 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 american psychiatric association didn't exist in that time period but he would have been about the equivalent and by for for all the reading that i've done on him mm -hmm. he was a very like a very principled person not just a like a moral man of the times but somebody who genuinely did care about the treatment of people who were mentally ill yeah and he was part of had um part of um sort of pushing the the mandate of uh what was called the uh the healing cure mm -hmm. so the idea was that you would have these large institutions out in the country mm -hmm. and that the, the the thought at the time was that people who were mentally ill and they used different terms from it less shall we say like lunatic uh you know insane and such but that people could be helped by being in this bucolic setting right mm -hmm. so being out in the country and so that was the thinking behind them. And all of these buildings, the Kirkride building had a particular design where they were, um, it was like, if you imagine the shape of mm -hmm. a flying bat. So kind of the body of the bat would have been the administration building where right. people, and then the men and women were in separate wings. So of the bat. And the further you got from the administration building, mm -hmm. the further, like the outer tips of the bat, mm -hmm. uh, away from the center would be your most violent patients so often like criminally insane patients and mm -hmm. then the closer to sanity they determined you were the closer to the administration building so that mm -hmm. was the setup now the whole thing was danvers was one of those buildings so danvers outside of boston and the thing is it was good intentions in terms of kirkbride and other people on his team and other people believing in this cure um but at the same time, the place became, unfortunately, like descended into snake pits with overcrowding. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, with, you know, sort of power over people who are mentally ill, you have Walter Freeman, who, dare I say, pioneered the whole notion of the frontal lobotomy that yeah. was undertaken at Danvers, uh, a horrific period of time will possibly do a a podcast um, in the future mm -hmm. focusing more on that and the implications of the lobotomy and the treatment of the mentally ill so that'll be a fun one maybe for a christmas episode or something <laughs> lighthearted. but the thing is is like you're talking about this place of being um talk about haunted ground it also was the danvers site um prior to danvers mm -hmm. was also where um the ju uh, a judge who was in the Salem, one of the judges who condemned the so-called witches mm -hmm. um, in the Salem witch hunts, actually lived in that wow. on that ground. So oh. you have all of this bad energy. <laughs> but you know what? Word. Yeah. With all the bad energy, there were mm -hmm. a, a few positives. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When it was built, it was um, significant in both architectural and social history. Mm -hmm. um, it represented the latest contemporary advances in mm -hmm. technology and engineering, as mm -hmm. well as architecture. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 
It also reflected changes in mental health care philosophy and contributed to like the understanding mm -hmm. of the functioning of hospital. Mm -hmm. um, it was actually a leading, had a leading role in treatment of the insane mm -hmm. and including occupational, occupational mm -hmm. <laughs> therapy program, mm -hmm. training facilities for staff, mm -hmm. um, and a long-term concern with community health issues. Mm. Also, some very interesting stuff about Danvers mm. is that it um, it had um, like for the occupational therapy. Yes, it actually had a farm. Mm. Oh, okay, and, okay. That was a big part of like the 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 wellness kind of cure. Yeah, yeah. Um, when patients. Had, Farmed and, and yeah. their own food and everything. So yeah. roads, fences, piggery, corn bar, mm -hmm. wagon shed, a manure mm -hmm. cellar, and apple orchard were in place. Mm -hmm. um, in the second year, 50 cords of wood and 10,386 pounds of fresh pork were realized. Mm -hmm. um, it also created the Danvers onion. I did not know about yeah, that. Yeah, the Danvers Onion, locally derived by the Gregory Seed Co Company, mm -hmm. was among the many vegetables grown there. And pleasure gardens were established. What's a pleasure garden? You know, where people go and they walk around oh, and oh, enjoy. Oh, just in terms of just like not, not growing food, not but growing just food. more for the, okay, just for the, the ambiance. And they the, were okay. by the Kirkbride Cobblers. Yeah. Sorry, when you say pleasure gardens, I imagine they would be like sexual kind of like. No. Uh, <laughs> Meeting thoughts. That's what brought um, us to mind. Yeah, but. so that was by the Kirkbride building. Interesting. And Just question with the, Dan the Danvers onion: Is that still in? Like, is that still being grown today? Is that I, like a heritage type of? Vegetable? I don't know, but if we have a like a vegetable, uh, a food, another food pot like episode, I'll find out. Let's let's find out about that. Um, and actually, the Danvers State Hospital that it attracted twelve thousand yearly visitors hmm. as early as in the eighteen eighties. Hmm. So people visiting, you mean like people visiting uh, visiting patients, patients and that? Oh, okay. and they brought hmm. contributions of books, magazines, and flowers, hmm. and even had re like religious services. So oh. it was like a community thing. So in its heyday, it actually it was the place to be. Who wouldn't want to be declared? insane well these were people that would yeah. come in to visit patients mm -hmm. or just you know to mm. go on the gardens mm -hmm. on the grounds and stuff yeah. like that so mm -hmm. i mean obviously it doesn't validate the the bad things that yeah. happened there, that happened but, later on with mainly part of overcrowding that yeah, was part of the issue and but it stuff. wasn't all gloom and doom but that's but an it wasn't important all, component too but you have yeah, yeah you mm -hmm. have to realize that it did help the um the community yeah so it's just i think i think that the hospital is basically good intentions that yeah. just Went good terrible. intentions. Went. Started off with good intentions, and the then road to hell is became. paved. That's true. That's true enough. And Sir um, Danvers, fascinating place. Fascinating oh my God, I would love to visit. Overall, yeah. It's, uh, well, sadly, <laughs> well, so Danvers was um, Danvers was in the last. I think it was in the last within the last ten years, maybe maybe longer than that, fifteen years was actually converted into condos. So the coming full circle with the whole we despise condos and everything they stand for, mm -hmm. imagine taking this magnificent and horrific place and turning it into condos. But apparently there have been hauntings at the condos That's... and the spirits are not resting easy. No. And, and why the, would they? <laughs> and and the new you know, whatever the, the condo owners or the uh inhabitants or you know, get all the hauntings that they deserve, but um, that's but, how that comes full yeah. circle. I mean, huh. terrible things happen, and and no mm. amount of good things that came mm. with it mm -hmm. are going to dampen to, that to or to uh, not dampen, but yeah. uh, 
What's the word I'm searching We're gonna for? We're going to alleviate, like, yeah. or just sort of make, Not make condone up for, yeah, yeah. For exactly. what happened it's, there, but. It's, it's just like what's done is done and it's written in there, but it's just like, but isn't that in a sense, like, isn't that in a sense, like it is with a hum with the with a human as well too, you know, right? So on the individual, in the same way that you can look at a building as being as having sort of having taken within its bones all the experience, good, bad, beautiful, ugly, that have happened to a person. Um, or to happen to the people who lived in there, resided in there, or were, mm -hmm. were patients, or or in some ways participated in the life of the building. Yeah. That too is like with with us as human beings, right? You know, yeah. our experiences is a mix of a mix of different things, and uh, but it's you know what's interesting too, just even from a sense of, and I'll just speak a little bit about a building that was built in uh, like 1939 this is in new york city mm -hmm. and just talking a little bit about how you can't never used for its original purpose and then right. actually enjoying a new life like literally a new life mm -hmm. to the end and that is actually the mckidrick hotel in new york city yeah which was actually the site of what I would say was the best experience that I've had in terms of like, uh, not necessarily a life experience, but in terms of a theatrical experience. Cool. So I would like unequivocally, that was like the, the production. I attended a production of Sleep No More, Ooh. which was based on Shakespeare's Macbeth. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like, like a very... Um, a very progressive take on that mm -hmm. and a very innovative take. So the McKidrick Hotel was built in 1939 in New York City and it was intended as this fine luxury hotel, like the finest, most luxurious hotel uh -huh. that New York had ever seen. But unfortunately, a little worldly matter of World War II uh -huh. kind of interrupted um, the opening. Mm -hmm. So this was World War II uh, broke out at the time that the building was scheduled to have its grand opening and it never did have the grand opening. Uh -huh. And so it remained uninhabited, like this beautiful building, like doing as buildings do, falling apart mm -hmm. until sort of a few um, within the last decade where it was taken over uh by uh theater companies right and they would schedule productions interactive productions which indeed is what sleep no more was mm -hmm. and so participants of play theater goers although it sounds strange to use that because you're not it's as far from sitting in a seat and watching a play as uh -huh. living your life is from sitting, you know, on your couch and watching your life on TV. Right. But you actually interact with so the performers. It's kind of like it's all taking place in different rooms. Mm -hmm. uh, different scenes are going on. It's it's all very dramatic. You go up in an elevator. Again, this is this historic building, almost like, you know, like. 80 years old at this point. Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And with all the, I guess you could say the non, you know, like, I guess an old building, but a fresh one because there, it had never been, it had never served as its original purpose or indeed any other purpose until mm -hmm. like the last decade. Right. And, uh, but anyway, you go up in an elevator and they split you up if you come with a group of friends. And I found myself like, Stumbling on, they give you they give you these comedy dell'arte masks to wear that not oh, like the COVID neat. mask, but and you don't get to your keep them. Identity. Uh, no, you don't. No, oh, they just, yeah, sadly not. You might have been able to purchase them, but it was like this incredible experience where and and people who were like the staff and that they have a different colored mask as well. So you right, know, so you know who right, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not like no, oh, well, there's some medical emergency. You know, they have uh -huh. a real great character for that. But I have to say, Gail, at the moment where I found myself alone and stumbling through a makeshift indoor graveyard, oh my god, I that sounds amazing! Pure, I knew you would love that that experience. Oh I was stumbling around in in dark light. And it was like this ballroom or former ballroom just made oh, like made into a theatrical 
uh, graveyard, you know, with the dirt oh and stuff and all of that. And then there was also the experience where one of the cast, male cast members, showers. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, well, I have to call them too the, the, <laughs> the male nudity and the parquet, the beautiful. Was there actual nudity? Well, you bet there like... was. But because I am a sporter of theater, I was there for it. In fact, I handed in a towel. <laughs> So there was no completely unselfconsciously awesome. because the whole thing is that all sorts of things were happening in the production across the hotel. Like it was not linear. Like you go in and out of scenes mm-hmm. like you would do in the like. So it's not like here's the play presented in time. Right. So the per- the performers are like at some points oblivious to the audience. Like, do you know what I mean? Right, They're just right. there. So there's a crowd of people like what what crowd but fitting into this bathroom watching this man shower at the end somebody like hang themselves not for real real, but it was like ends with the it's hard to get employees to stay exactly those snuff that snuff theater it's just you know it's just you can't you can't find good uh you can't find good performers for that um but uh no that was an incredible experience and the whole thing and then there's the the bar that um they believe that um that they set up, which is kind of like the meeting point afterwards. And it's done up kind of like a speakeasy uh-huh. for the thirties. So it's this incredible. So you step. So imagine now that this Imagining. magnificent place was just, okay, well, here's the hotel built 80 years ago or 70 right. years ago. And, uh, we're just going to, we need the land for something else. Let's just knock this down. So this incredible place. <laughs> never used for what it was intended for, but having all the history that lends itself to this uh-huh. rich theatrical experience, I tell you, it took my breath away. That uh, was one of the most so exciting nights, uh, one of the most exciting uh, nights of my life oh was my attending God. that production. And it was, uh, yes. I'm uh, so sad that that wasn't experience. me. <laughs> I would love, well, I have to go at some point when this whole COVID business is done with, and if New York survives, God bless you, New York. Oh, Long please, May New York, rain. just for I me. I love New York City. Um, I love New York and you, City, And too. you've gone to yeah. New York as well, too. I mean, I was there for four days, Still, but it was a great four, four days. Four days in New York is, like, worth 400 years anyplace else. Um, but hopefully we'll be able to return and uh, mm-hmm. we'll return, we'll go together. We'll right. travel together and we'll attend a performance of Sleep No More or any other performances. Oh, I totally, I just, there. I want to do that. I mean, can you just imagine like you, sitting. me, New York? I just, <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I would be giddy with excitement. In I my would dreams, be crazy. Is just too much fun, too much, too much good time. Start but saving part, your money. Part of what, part of too, and going to New York and the whole old buildings. I mean, of course, New York is very well. You know, um, very much the 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 engine of sort of the the latest and the greatest in the art world. Uh, you know, financially, um, publishing, fashion, everything. But mm-hmm. it also has so much history, which makes it there's such an eclecticism because you do have that the very new, the cutting edge, meeting what's gone on before. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, certain places have, there's been a lot of people fighting for the preservation of a number of historic buildings in New York. And mm-hmm. sadly, like not all, you know, the, the Grand Central Station and that certain buildings they did lose, but a lot of buildings, um, you know, they, they've kept that, they've kept their history. So it's, that yeah. that's just what makes it an exciting place. Right? And that place sounds yeah. like it has like a huge amount of personality. Oh, it does. Like, the, uh, the, the McKidrick Hotel? Yeah. The, in particular? Oh, it absolutely does. Like, it's just like, there's a palatable exciting uh, excitement to it. I remember, like, I was staying with the sort of group of people that I had gone with in a convent uh, in Chelsea. Uh, yeah, also, look, convent I'm staying in, in yes, Chelsea? a convent, and it is a great place to chill. It is, a, like, a working nuns actually run and live there. It is their residence. Yeah. That is amazing. I was put on a floor where no men are permitted. So it's actually, and okay, I don't know what I did to bring that upon myself, but maybe they thought (laughs) that it was just best for the male population and myself in general for us to be separated. So you actually cannot go up. That is actually the floor where the nuns have their residences and you have a key. So you can't actually even like get to the floor without the special key. Wow. Right. So I could have no male visitors or male or whatever. I could have no men folk. It was just me there. But Mm -hmm. anyway, it's an amazing experience. And, um, so this, yeah, so this is a, like a working convent, 
uh, in, in Chelsea, in the heart of Chelsea, and the McKidrick Hotel was within walking distance. So the the, the, the gang that I went with, we walked over, and you could mm-hmm. see the McKidrick just looming against the night sky, oh. and there was a palatable excitement as you approach the place. Honestly, and, my hotel oh, in New York just, was not as bad. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have quite oh that gosh. history in that. So. I yeah, <laughs> but. Um, you know, it had personality, it had, though. It had personality. See, there you go. It had personality. <laughs> At least the neighborhood did. But not necessarily sort of a personality, but maybe not character. I probably should have been more scared than I actually... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't scared. I probably should have been in that neighborhood, it, but that's okay. It was okay. more like, sort of like, yeah, just... The, yeah, now that I think about it, it's it. like, oh, oh. What, na- what neighborhood were you in? I have to look it up because it's been a while since oh, I, okay. oh my God, my memory is like shot mm-hmm. to Hades, but it, there was like the hotel and then there was like this empty building with like broken mm-hmm. windows. Ah, it's like, well, definitely yeah, that's cool. Do you know what, Gail, though, even as you're describing it and even as I'm thinking, yeah, you, you probably were, had a false sense of like. Scare, I am invincible. Uh, of, like false sense of invincibility. And I know I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty as charged with that. I'm Canadian. I am invincible. I'm Damn it. It's just like nothing, nothing bad will happen. <laughs> That's a lie. So there's bad that things do happen to Canadians as we can I know. attest mm-hmm. to on a, a later podcast. But, uh, but the thing is, is give me that hotel that you're talking about sight unseen over any sort of generic place. Like yeah. whenever I'm traveling, and the same for like New Orleans. The th- I so I've been to New Orleans four times. Mm-hmm. The last two times I I went with two friends. Like one I met there, and who's from Toronto, and the other uh, lives here. And we stayed because they were going to a conference, so they stayed. We stayed at the place in the business in the central business district in New Orleans. Um, and it was like you might as well not have been in New Orleans. Yeah. And other the other times, uh, not that I had a great time with them, so we had fabulous time, but I wanted to make sure my first trip to New Orleans and my second trip to New Orleans when I was uh, on my own, I stayed in, um, um, you know, a fabulous old uh, hotel in the French Quarter. Well, several, several uh, different hotels there. Well, see, I'm a, I'm a budget traveler. I'm like mm-hmm. a low, low no. yeah. budget oh, traveler. Okay. So... I stayed in interesting places. I stayed in, hmm. in an interesting oh, place <laughs> is what yes. Yes. In, in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I should tell you about that. So. Yeah, I should tell our listeners about that sometimes. For, uh, um, for, another, for another broadcast. But it's just like, that was something that I was willing, like, uh, as much as, and, I, and I'm very much, sometimes there's, the place is so interesting, who really cares? You need a well, yeah, place no. to lay your head down, to grab, sleep, and to put your possessions, you know? I lived, but and to tell the tale. So, yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. So, but, um, but in terms of, you know, in terms of these places, so whether it's, you know, whether it's places that you, uh, in your, you travel to, places in your own hometown, or places where you're, actually mm-hmm. you know are you residing in mm-hmm. the the character of, of 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 a place is you know just adds to the richness of experience Absolutely. whether it's part of your everyday life or somewhere that you go for tea on mm-hmm. occasion mm-hmm. or somewhere that you travel to this all adds to the rich places and buildings with their own stories are very much like being around people interesting people with interesting stories and there's nothing better than a place with personality that's very true, like a person. Exactly. And with that, we thank you for listening in. And we will we'll be we'll be back next week. Well, thank you for listening. Take Cheers. care. Bye.